Thank you for listening in to this week's sermon from Restoration Church Bryan. To learn more about Restoration, you can find us online at restorationbryan.com. We are so grateful for all those who are able to listen online, and we pray the message encourages you and challenges you as you draw closer to Jesus. If you are not already connected to a local church, we would love to invite you to join us for worship. If you are listening from another city, we pray that this message is a great supplement to your walk with Christ, and our hope is that you would have a gospel-centered local church that you call home. Thanks again for listening. Howdy, Restoration family. For the foreseeable future, this, this is going to be our, our new normal. I think we're all probably trying to get, get used to a new normal. Uh, I want to say this. An online experience cannot replace the, the power of the covenant community gathered together. It, it, can't, it, it can't replace all the little graces of, of uh, the physical presence, all the, the side conversations in the hallways as, as we come together, the, the smiles, the warm embraces, and, and the connections of, of, a, of a Sunday gathering. And so here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to equate online reach um, with with gospel effectiveness or or gospel transformation, uh, we we are. Let me be clear. We are not taking our our church online. Uh, of course, the I, I say a hearty amen to the churches. It's not a place. It's it's not it's not a a, a building. But we must not naively think that that it's somehow business as usual because we can watch some some music or because we can watch a a, a message online. Uh, do we do we want to utilize technology? Absolutely, of course we do. Uh, but I'm praying that that God would really use this time to to sort of heighten. Our, our hunger for and, and our anticipation of uh, the, the, the gathered community, whether, whether that be in April, whether that, that be in May or some other future date. And, and so uh, I'll say this for those who maybe have been treating community as, as optional and, and maybe even neglecting um, Sunday after Sunday for the sake of convenience, for the sake of comfort, for the sake of, of maybe even laziness or whatever, I, I pray that collectively that, that we all just come to this realization of, of our great need for the, the weekly worship gathering. And, and so with all due respect to other congregations and, and churches, we're not we're not going to try to pretend like it's like it's business as usual. Our our, our goal is not to produce uh, this polished exact replica uh, of what we were doing previously. Uh, we will uh, continue to to video some worship. Absolutely, for sure. I, I'm gonna I'll share a a devotional message each week. Uh, but now more than ever. We need to be collectively devoted to prayer. We need to be devoted to, to being the church, 
to being the church to our neighbors, to being the the church to the elderly who are around us, to those who are at risk and to the least of these. And so church, uh, let me say this too. Now, now is the time to share the gospel. People, people are, are afraid. Uh, They're, they're anxious in, in, in our these these American idols that we have of, of comfort, of, of security, of, of leisure, um, they, they've sort of just come kind of crumbling down. Uh, and, and people right now are, are looking for real answers. And so let, let us show and tell others of, of our hope, like a very real hope in, in Jesus. A hope that, that transcends the temporal ills and, and, and the woes of, of this world. Uh, and a hope that, that points to um, a kingdom and, and a future resurrection. And so, so here's, here's the plan. Here's the plan for Sundays. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break away from our series in Acts. So the, the series that we've been doing in Acts, the mission and movement of God, we're going to break away from that. And instead, for the next several Sundays, I, I'm going to be sharing some devotional thoughts from Romans 12 and 13 starting today. And I, I'll say this, it'll be less proclamational and and a little more devotional and a little more conversational it's it's going to be it's going to be shorter in in length Uh, it will be uh, less exposition at at least for now Um, but still very I would say very teaching oriented and yes it, it, it will be rooted in scripture, but it's going to be more applicational in nature based on this current crisis and this trial that, that we're all walking through together. And so I, I probably won't be calling you to like um, to turn to your neighbor, uh, but by all means, like if you want to repeat something to your spouse or to a, a roommate or, or a friend who's watching with you, or if you're flying solo, like if you want to turn to like your, your, your dog or cat, that's cool too. Um, and, and so that's, that's how we're going to roll. That's, uh, we, uh, that's how, how we're going to move forward. And so um, I want to ask you if you would, if you've got, hopefully you've got a Bible. Um, if not, grab one. Um, and, and I want you to turn to, to Romans 12, 1 and 2. But before I, I, I jump in, I want to invite you just to pray with me. Uh, Lord God, we uh, just confess that uh, we, we trust you. Um, God, we confess your, your goodness. We confess your sovereignty. Uh, and, and right now, um, Lord, we are clinging to you. We are clinging to a hope in you, a hope in uh, that is rooted in the gospel, the good news of Christ crucified for sin and, and raised. And so, God, um, I, I pray just a prayer of, of blessing over our Restoration Church Bryan community. Uh, I pray just a, a prayer of blessing and peace over our community as, as a whole. Um, and, and really, this, this is not like a crisis that's limited to us or even to our, our community. 
This is global. So we pray even now for the church across the world and for um, the world as a whole. Everyone who's walking through this. Uh, God, would you be uh, the God of all comfort and the God of, of all peace? And, and I pray that, uh, Lord, that we would just sense, uh, get a, a real sense of, of your mercy and just a tangible sense of your presence in the midst of this. And that as we're all adapting and sort of learning how to navigate this together, um, God, that, that we would, would grow in grace um, that we would grow in dependence upon one uh, upon you and upon one another as we seek to figure out how to meet one another's needs. Um, and God, just be be glorified through this. Uh, use this use this trial. Um, use this uh, crisis to to draw people to uh, saving faith in Jesus. And so, God, even uh, now, would you would you? Uh, take this time, and as we open up your word, would you would you speak and move? We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Romans 12, uh, just two verses that I want to read. Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this. Uh, Paul says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and, and perfect. Here's what I want to do in light of Romans 12, 1 and 2. I, I, want to, I really just want to ask two questions, and, and, and we'll kind of take these one at a time. But the first is, is this, what... What should my worship look like right now? Uh, and then the second question. So the first is, what should my worship look like right now? The second is this. How, how do I guard against conformity to the world right now? How do I guard against conformity to the world? But to that first question, as we look at verse 1, what should my worship look like right now? The text says that Paul's appeal uh, is, is according to, it is by the mercies of God. I mean, it's the, the mercy of God. Here's, here's what I want to say. All of life for uh, the Christian must be one giant long response to the gospel. Uh, church, I would remind you uh, of, of a couple of truths right now. One is that though, though we're all sort of like practicing social distance with like the awkward like elbow daps and um, wondering like if we can like touch shirts or I, like I don't, I don't know, uh, don't, don't be touching shirts, that's weird. Um, but we're all practicing social distance, but God's, God's presence is not limited by COVID-19. Christian, like soak, soak in this reality that God is, is here right now. He is present. He is with you and he is in you right now. See, even, even in all of, of this talk of, of digital sort of community right now, the, the loneliness um, and, and the sense of isolation it's, it's pervasive. It's still pervasive. And, and so we need the reminder of God's uh, merciful presence. And, and, and so while we're still sort of struggling with this idea uh, of, of reduced physical touch and interaction and intimacy, we need the reminder that God not, not only moved 
towards uh, toward us, but he moves towards us even now, even when we were unclean, even when we were these wretched sinners, his, his mercy broke through and it breaks through the stronghold of sin and death and it rescues us from, from very real spiritual death. Charles Spurgeon, he said this, he says, we have been freed from the penalty of sin. We have been freed from the guilt of sin. We have been freed from the dominion of sin. And we have been freed from the the fear of death and hell. Furthermore, Spurgeon says we are free to all. Check this out. Church family, Spurgeon says we have been free to all that is in the Bible. There is not a promise, Spurgeon says, not a promise, not a word in the Bible that is not ours. In the depths of tribulation, God's word will comfort. In the midst of the waves of distress, Spurgeon says, God's word will cheer. When sorrows surround, it will be our helper. And then uh, finally, Spurgeon says that we are freed. We are freed to the throne of grace. Church fam, do you, do you know who is at that throne of grace even now, interceding for you right now? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And in fact, uh, 2 Corinthians 4.1 says this, Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. And I thought about it. You know what I think part of our worship right now needs to look like? Part of our worship right now, listen, as as you cling to a hope in the gospel, it's simply not losing heart. Like just not losing heart right now is is an act of worship. It's a testimony that's going to speak loudly in these times. Verse 1 also, Paul says to present our our bodies uh, as a living sacrifice. He says to present your body as a living sacrifice. This this is not not like a passive deal. This is an active active deal that we do. We're we're not waiting around until we feel like worshiping. And see, this is where I, I think the empty, hollow, sort of like cultural worship that's rooted in emotionalism, it just falls flat. No, we, we actively present ourselves and our, our lives to God right now. This is where, again, those American uh, gods of like comfort and security and leisure find their end because this is the call of Romans 12. One. Are, are we ultimately willing to lay down our lives as a sacrifice to God right now? Um, I know she wouldn't want me to, but I, I'm going to brag on Tori Allison, our RCB Kids Minister, right now. Uh, uh, the, this past Wednesday and moving forward as long as they're able, Tori is is mobilizing a group of, of uh, a small group of Restoration Church Brian folks to go and to take meals uh, and, and also to take educational resources and, and books to families on on West out on West MLK. Uh, to, to come alongside families in need. Uh, and, and, and listen, um, she and Caleb, they're, they're expecting their baby girl in, in July. Like she's, she's, she's getting out there serving and loving on people. Um, and, and, and she's having a baby here in the next few months. Uh, just, just like everybody else, like 
Tori's life, her world has been turned upside down, but, but she, like, she's not going into self-preservation mode. She's asking God, how can my life be a living sacrifice? Uh, spiritual, listen, spiritual worship, it, it's being aware of the gospel. It's being aware of these sort of spiritual realities, these, these promises of God's word, even while the physical world around us is in turmoil and, and in chaos. Warren Wiersbe said, worship is the believer's response of all that they are, mind, emotions, will, and body to what God, to, to what God is and says and, and, and what he does. C.S. Lewis says it is in the process of being worshipped that God communicates his, his presence to men. And so I, I would just ask, what, what does worship look like for you right now? Right? Like we're, we're, we're like a, a week and a half into this deal. What does, what does worship look like for you right now? And then the second question, uh, how, do I, how do I guard against conformity to this world? And, and I think the follow-up question in light of, of, of verse 2 is, how can I actively be transformed and renew my mind in the midst of, 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 of the things that are going on? Uh, and, and I, I, I want to give you five things, right? Five things uh, to, to, to answer that question. How do I guard against conformity to the world? Number one is this. Uh, turn off the TV, <laughs> Put, put down your, your phone. Like, we are so over-inundated with information. <laughs> we are so over-inundated right now. I, I think, like, we, we can reach this, like, saturation point with all the news. Like, let me just say this. Most of the info that you're reading and, and looking at, like, it is not helpful. It's not helpful. I, I, I don't, listen, I, I think it's probably a good idea to, to, to get like some sort of daily briefing over the high points of what's going on, but you don't need to be checking like the U.S. coronavirus map every 30 minutes. Uh, you don't need to read that 27th article on social distancing. Um, unplug for a few hours each day. Unplug. Uh, replace that time with prayer. Replace it with seeking God. Replace it with just shooting, shooting off some texts or, or, or maybe FaceTiming with, with family and with friends or maybe with that, with that lost friend that you've been thinking about reaching out to. Uh, we've got to unplug. I, I, I saw earlier this week that there was this viral, uh, there was this, this deal that was started to go viral on social media about it, it was being found that if you took ibuprofen, that that, that, could, that could actually combat the coronavirus. Um, and, and of course, it didn't take long for the fact checkers to, to like jump in and say, like, wait, wait a minute, actually ibuprofen can suppress your immune system. Uh, and, and like, so a, a serious question kind of popped in my mind. It's like, if ibuprofen was the secret sauce against COVID-19, do you think that like across the country, like docs, the experts, the CDC, like might have broken that news before thousands of Americans got, got sick? Um, probably so. Uh, what's my point? 
And we need to unplug. <laughs> like we have, we have got to learn to unplug now more than ever. Second thing is this. Daily saturate your mind with the gospel of grace. Like Christ has rescued us from certain hell through his atoning sacrifice. Right now, I mean, we need to be reading the Gospels. I mean, Google Gospel passages and just start printing those bad boys out and just, just post them in your room, post them in your living room, put them up in your car. Surround yourself with Gospel reminders and stay saturated in the Gospel of grace. Number three, uh, read, read through the Psalms. One thing that's great about the Psalms is you've got like the, the lament and praise just sort of mixed together in this wonderful blend. Like one minute, King David is basking in the beauty of creation like at his palace. And then the next, he's, he's running for fear of his life from his son Absalom who's trying to kill him. Part of the problem with American culture, check this out. Like we have no place, no room for a theology of suffering. Like we have no room for it. We are, we're so steeped in our health and wealth and, and, and prosperity and feel good that we, we get to this place that we don't even have a category for, for like what happened to Job. That, that the rain can come down on, yes, like even those who follow God, that, that none of us is immune from experiencing great loss and sickness and suffering. If listen, if our Christian walk doesn't have a space for Corona, it's not that our faith is little, it's that our theology is lacking. Fourth thing is this in, in regard to this question of how, how do I how do I guard against conformity to the world right now? Um, uh, soak in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Anxiety and, and fear and uncertainty is, is sure to come. But, but church, listen, having a, a renewed mind means that you don't, you don't process crisis like the rest of the, the world. Um, I, I'm not naive. I, I, don't, I don't expect us all to slap some like Christianese phrases together, uh, put on some plastic smiles, and, and, and pretend like fear, and even the fear associated with this virus isn't, isn't real. Um, already, even within Restoration Church, Brian, like, there are people who have lost jobs. There are people who are, who are losing income. People are, are fearful for themselves and for loved ones. But Christian, listen, you have the Spirit of God in you. You have the righteousness of Jesus Christ that covers your sin. You, you should have a, a hope of, of the kingdom and a hope of this future resurrection that drives you forward so your mindset should be different. Um, and fifth and finally, in, in regard to uh, verse 2, talks about this idea of testing and discernment. Uh, Ask the simple question. Ready? Here, here's the fifth thing you can do. Ask the simple question. Does what I'm feeding my mind right now lead me to trust God more or less? If the will of God, listen, if it's to love Him, to love others, and to make disciples of Jesus Christ, how, how in the midst of the coronavirus are you focused on the mission of God? 
What, what feeds that sense of mission in your heart and in your life right now? What, what detracts from it? Feast your mind uh, on the things that propel that, that sense of urgency around the gospel mission. Last thing, and then I'm done. Uh, this is our new normal. This, this is our new normal. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm praying it passes quickly. I am, but, but if it doesn't, what will our worship look like? What will our worship look like next week? What, what will it look like next month? What will it look like three months from now? Will, will we conform to the pattern of this world? Or will we live as those who have been transformed by Jesus Christ? Church family, love you guys. Uh, I, I'm praying for y'all daily this week. Blessings.